Hey Manji Squad, welcome to the Manji Podcast, making you a better man today, tomorrow, and every single day after that. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe if you haven't already so that this podcast gets pushed out. Now, onto the podcast. What is going on, people? Welcome back to another podcast episode. I cannot lie to you lot, yeah? You can probably hear my voice. I am excited for this, for this series, right? I don't know if this is going to become a regular thing. It might do. You guys let me know, right? But I'm going to be reviewing a Netflix series that I recently, I recently got Netflix again, you know what I'm saying? Had some time, decided to give myself just a bit of, just a bit of, um, what's the word? Not even leeway, just like, because I realised, right? Because I've been working, grinding hard a lot and I was just like, you know, I haven't actually just chilled out and just watched like a little series watched a couple episodes here and there ended up watching the entire series even though well in this series there's only eight episodes but still like so i was watching this um you know i read the synopsis and i was like oh my days this is like literally stuff that us as guys talk about in like the red pill self-improvement dating community um and i was just like yo i have to like i have to review this like i have to tell you guys about this because even though, yeah, a lot of stuff like, you know, on Netflix, movies in general, you know, what, whatever. Um, obviously, it's all for entertainment purposes. You know, that's the point of it. However, there is, like, there's so much truth in a, lot of, in a lot of stuff that we consume as consumers. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially in content, even on social media, there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth in it. And so, this series that I am going to be reviewing, I don't know... How many parts there's going to be to this? Right now, you guys know me. I'm kind of just playing it by ear. But I'm going to be reviewing the series called Sex Slash Life. Um, which, yeah, obviously you can find it on Netflix. Um, and in this particular episode, it's not, I'm not going to make them too long. You know what I'm saying? I just I'm, It's just like a summary overview of the series and kind of how the series actually relates to a lot of things in real life that us as guys and women go through as well. So, you know, this episode is just going to be kind of an intro. What I will say, just like right off the bat from having watched the series, it is, it is definitely Red Pill, Female Nature 101. Like, if you want to understand how the mind of a female works, like according to like, just like dating, sex, um, yeah, yeah, just basically dating and sex, like mostly anyway. Honestly, guys, this is a series that you want to watch, like, and analyze it as well. By the way, it is explicit. Not gonna lie to you, there are a lot of sexual scenes. You see, you see the real, you see the real stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, just keep putting that disclaimer out there as well. Like, if you're not into, you know, watching something like that, that's cool. Watch something, you know, a little bit, you know, less explicit. Um, but yeah. So it is definitely Red Pill Female Nature 101, like 100%. You, you, in this, you get to understand the tendencies that women lean towards, the tendencies that they have even, the choices that they make and why, like that is, like the choice, why they make certain choices. Like for example, why they go for the bad boy. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but for example, you'll literally find out why they go for the bad boy. You know what I'm saying? why they choose why they choose to have for example why they choose cho- sometimes choose the nice guy why why quote unquote nice guys finish last um 
you know, you get to learn about what's actually going on in their minds sexually, what they fantasize about, what they really want and desire, you know? Um, so guys, it's all about that. Like it's, it's masculine, it's feminine, it's sexy, it's toxic. <laughs> you know, like I said, the nice guy, bad boy stuff. Um, it is, I won't lie to you guys, it is toxic. Like <laughs> not, not the actual series itself. It's like obviously the, um, what do you call it? The storyline. And, um, because basically, and this is kind of me going into the introduction of everything. Basically you have a woman, her name is Billy Connolly, right? Um, she's married to Cooper Connolly and yeah so they're married um, she comes from a background she was doing her PhD in I think something to do with psychology I can't remember um, something along those lines but you know along the way she stopped yeah she she paused you know put that all on pause because she had kids you know she had kids on the way so her first child came on the way so and then she had another kid so then she decided to you know you know, she was basically a housewife, so she decided to, you know, spend more time with her kids, raise the children. Um, Cooper Connolly, her husband, is a very successful, as far as I'm aware, he's an investment banker. He's a type of banker. I'm not sure if it's an investment banking. The only reason why I say investment banking, not like it matters too much, but just for context, is because as I was like, as I was listening and watching, this type of stuff that they were talking about when it went to like the scenes where he was at work, it made me think of investment banking. So yeah, anyway, he's very successful. Um, good looking guy, you know what I'm saying? He's got all the things that we, you know, that we talk about in terms of self-improvement. He's got the body, you know what I'm saying? He's in, he's in good shape. Um, he's got the money, you know what I'm saying? Good financially, got a good house, great house. Um, what else? Yeah, like I said, he's got the looks, he's got the social status as well. So, like, amongst his work, his work life, like, his work peers and friends and stuff, like, he's respected as well. So, he's got the status, he's got the, you know what I'm saying, he's got the money, he's got the looks, got the body, got the... I already said money, didn't I? <laughs> Money's really important, so... Yeah, so, in, in like, everything that women kind of say they want in a man, like, he is that. Cooper Connolly embodies that that guy i don't want to get too ahead of myself for saying this but oh i need you know i need to just hold back because i don't want to give it all away but what i will say is cooper connolly you know um you would think right that billy connolly you know she's she's got everything she's ever wanted she's got two beautiful kids you know what i'm saying she's got a house and you know things are provided for it's all good right everything is cushy or so you would think <laughs> um, what I will say about that is that everything is not what it seems, guys. Everything is not what it seems. And there is one aspect where Cooper Connolly, despite all his accolades, despite all his success, his great body and everything, his fina financial success, there is one thing that in just in this, you know, series that he is lacking. And one thing, you can see that a lot. Right. And that and that is and the thing that thing that he's lacking is partly the reason why this uh, I guess this whole story kind of goes toxic and takes a turn. But we'll get into that in another um, probably in the next podcast episode. And then you also have now you also have Brad Simon, who is um, just naming basically the main characters, in my opinion, like, you know, throughout the thing. Brad Simon, he is Billy Connolly's ex-boyfriend. Now, you guys, if you guys have listened to me, you listen to Red Pill content, you listen to 
self-improvement content, dating content, you already know what the ex-boyfriend means. I don't even need to tell you guys. You already know what that means, right? He's that guy. He's that bad boy, you know what I'm saying, that she once was with. I think this was during her... Um, actually, yeah, this was during her university years. So it shows you some scenes there where she actually met him through... Not through university, but like she was in university at the time, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, so he's... Yeah, he's that bad boy, that bad boy ex-boyfriend um that you know she used to be with you know obviously now she's married with kids she left that life alone or you know so she thinks anyway <laughs> so yeah so those are the main characters that like we're kind of going to focus on throughout this you know this series you so you got just to recap you've got billy Connolly, you know you've got cooper Connolly. so them two are married then you've got brad simon billy Connolly's ex-boyfriend okay and so like I said, you know, you would think she would be happy, happily married and everything, right? But one thing that is very paramount about this is that she is unfulfilled in some area in her life. In this one area, despite all that she has, she is feeling unfulfilled. She's feeling kind of confused. She's feeling like she can't make sense of how she's even feeling. That's that's the weird thing. But then what's funny is that the tendencies and this is what i said at the start for example the like women's tendencies right the tendencies that she makes right or the choices that she makes clearly tell you how she is unfulfilled and it's sexually she's sexually unfulfilled you know and so this now you know into my last point this leads her to start fantasizing you know fantasizing about what about who you know she starts writing in her journal she has a journal right <laughs> it's crazy um she has a journal and in this journal she writes all the like all the sexy moments all those erotic desirable moments that she had with her ex-boyfriend you know like of in fact i don't know if i should go into to that just oh i don't know if i should go into that just yeah i don't want to give it too much away but i'll just give you i'll give you guys one scenario just like so for example she would talk about in like in her journal. She would talk about how um, her ex, her and her ex boyfriend had sex on a train track like one time, and how it was dangerous and it was like a rush and it was so like thrilling and it got her heart pumping and her heart was racing and she 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 was basically with she was wet for him like she was like creaming for him. You know I don't want to get too explicit for you guys, but. The reason why I'm getting explicit is because the very that very series is explicit, you know what I mean? So this led her, right? So she she would talk about all these sexual experiences, all these wild experiences she and by the way, it's not she she wasn't just put it this way, before her ex before her ex-boyfriend, even before that, she was promiscuous anyway. Like she, you know, she was very sexually open, very sexually explorative. She would, you know, she um What's the word? She has, uh, she talks about how she basically had sex with many different guys, rich guys, poor guys, athletes, whatever, you name it. So she was out there, put it that way. You know what I'm saying? She was the streets. <laughs> no, joke. But you guys know what I'm saying. So because she was feeling unfulfilled sexually, it led her to having these fantasies about, especially about her ex-boyfriend. That's the guy that really did it for her. Like, and it wasn't just for her. Well, I'll just say for now, it wasn't just 
about the sex. It wasn't just about the sex. There was more to it than that. So just to kind of recap on all of that, this whole thing is about her feeling unfulfilled and the choices she's making, right? And how it's impacting the rest of her life. And just to kind of, um, just to kind of end on this, right? Women have fantasies, guys. Like whether you, whatever, this is, this is what I like about the Red Pill community because we, uh, like the guys that talk, talk about Red Pill stuff, right? We say things as they are. You see what I'm saying? We see things as they are and we just speak the truth, right? And the truth of the matter is, no matter what people will tell you about, you know, oh, women are all, like society will tell you women are all innocent, they're pretty little flowers that, you know, never do wrong or never like doing bad guys. That is not the truth at all. And this is not a women bashing thing. I don't even mean it in that context. I'm talking about women have fantasies. They fantasize over a lot of stuff that you probably don't even know. Like, they want certain things done to them. They want certain things to explore. You know what I'm saying? Especially in their younger years. You know what I'm saying? From your, like, from your, from, like, their, from the time they pretty much turn, like, 18 into their 20s, throughout their 20s, they want to, you know what I'm saying? They want to ride the digging sticks. <laughs> they want to hop on the carousels, you know? <laughs> no pun intended. So, um, that's something I'll just end off there. That I mean, put it this way. There's a reason why 70 million copies of Fifty Shades of Grey sold in the US. There's a reason why 2.7 million copies sold in the UK. Obviously, it's way more now. There's a reason why Fifty Shades of Grey beat J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter. That in itself should just tell you that, like, this is not a game. Like, the fact... And the amount... The majority of consumers of Fifty Shades of Grey were women and are women. Why is that? Ask yourself. Think about that for a sec. It tells you about what women really desire and what women really want. And throughout this series, throughout this Netflix series, whenever you guys want to, you know, you guys will watch it for yourselves, um, you'll come to understand that more and more. By the way, I haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I know roughly what it's about. Um... It's basically, again, it's encapsulating basically like certain erotic fantasies that women desire. I know in the actual, in the actual um, like movie and the book, it's basically a relationship between two people. It, it's quite, again, it's toxic <laughs> and we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that because the guy, he's basically a rich guy. Um, he's a rich guy that, you know, has, again, he has the social status. He's got the looks, he's got the body, he's got the money, all of that, but he, for example, he's emotionally unavailable, you know what I'm saying, he's kind of manipulative, etc, etc, all of those things, but the woman, she cannot help but desire him, she finds him irresistible, you know, and he, the way he expresses his sexual, his, 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 um, his, the way he expresses his, um, what's the word, I guess his sexual actions, (laughs) the way he expresses that is through, um, what do you call it, uh, it's called BDSM. There's actually there's an actual word for it. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of it right now. Um, it's basically through like, oh, what's the word? I can't remember the word. Oh, there's actually a word for it. Um, basically, he like he likes to use like things like handcuffs, um, ties. He likes to tie you know women up and things like that, etc., etc. And these are fantasies that women also 
you know fantasize about anyway guys that is all i'll give for you for now that's 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 basically the intro of you know sex slash life the netflix series go listen to it go work by the way i'm not getting paid for this or anything it's just like i've just finished this series and there's only about eight episodes they're all just under an hour long um so yeah you can literally you can smash this out within a day you know not even that um so yeah just to just a disclaimer i'm not getting paid for this or anything it's just that what i talk about a lot i think you guys will really really um find this helpful so thank you guys for listening and i'll see you guys in the next one